whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. I thought about this interview for so long. All right. And then basically what, what comes out to is I'm just happy that you're here and that you're going to be back. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here. It's been a long time, actually. I know. Too I know. long. Yeah. You had, you had a hard time from your sickness and from everything. Yeah. How did you, how did you realize that the time is right now for you to go back out there on the road and tour again? Well, I, I did a... I did, I did a, a tour uh, a couple of years back with uh, the new album, Echoes of Our Times. It was very different, actually. Uh, it was about my family. Yeah. Play blues, Americana, harmonicas, all kind of things, slide guitars. And uh, basically, I think with, with the early days, really, with the, we had... It was Marie Marie that kicked it off for me, really, basically. Marie Marie kicked it off me, and that went to, in the chart, stayed there, I think, for 19 months, and then this old house... Uh, but it was Marie Marie that brought the other territories in as well. And um, so what was the question again? How did you realize that now is the time for you to start, go back out on tour? You know, that you're well, and everything just is perfect. When I started going back on tour again seriously with Echoes, I thought, well, you know, let's share it with other, other territories. But unfortunately, the distribution company that we had wasn't brilliant yeah. um, Byron said that it was, it was number two uh, it, it got well received and stuff like that I wanted to kind of work uh, and do uh, Merrick was with me from the very very early days and unfortunately the manager was, wasn't very good to get up with basically right. and uh, I don't think they really hit it off mm-hmm. and, which is a shame and uh, I, I really loved coming to uh, uh, Germany and performing And uh, I didn't know till about a year ago that basically, because uh, I, I, I didn't, I carried on working, you know, with with, with the manager. Yeah. I think we parted in uh, in '90. We did an unusual Eastern Bloc kind of territories, Austria. Well, that's not, uh, and kept working with the UK thing, putting the records out, and um, we kind of parted in in late, uh, I think '91 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, what, running the clock f- forward, as I say, with with Echoes, wanted to get back out and get get together. We, we actually met the, the promoter, uh, Jeremy Merrick, in in uh, in London, and I said I'd love to actually go back out together. He told me the story. He said I just couldn't get on with it any longer. Couldn't yeah. get on. But it, it's amazing how time flies. It just flies. You turn around, a decade's gone. Another five years is gone. We got back together again and doing a tour. And I'm with a different agent now in, in the UK. And uh, so it's, it's touring out in Germany and it's uh, going to Holland and many other countries. And uh, it's great because uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's rock and roll cannot be dead. No, we can't. No, no. And rock and roll is all types of styles, really, isn't yeah, it, really? Yeah. You know, you mentioned that you did the record in 2016. And it, it differs from, from the oh, rest yeah, of yeah, the yeah. stuff. It, yeah. how, how, did you, how did you get the idea to do that? Well, it came from my family, basically. Yeah. We, uh, we didn't know uh, that... Uh, I didn't know. I mean, we were, I, when I was growing up, I was seen and not heard as, ch- as children and that, from a family of 13. And uh, we just said, uh, you know, I don't know anything about my family, what, what they did or whatever, you know. <clears throat> so we, I started, we started rehearsing, uh, finding these... 
things out through getting the certificates with my, with my partner, Sue, and we discovered that um, I had copper miners in, in, uh, in Cornwall. So hence came down in the hole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, with families uh, anyway, in any families, you always get, uh, you never tell the truth, or they do tell the truth, or they keep some lies back. So hence, secret and lies. Uh, <laughs> trainer time is about um, a, a track, really, of, uh, you know, the, the planet is getting ruined, basically, you know. So that kind of sums up that uh, trainer time goes so fast I also found out that we found out that I had uh, my grandmother she was a salvationist in the Salvation Army mm-hmm. she played uh, squeeze box and stuff mm-hmm. like that so hence that came as well and she had 14 children it's all in the lyrics of the word uh, and uh, it's, I think it's the first album my photograph was never on the, al- on the front of the album mm-hmm. on the, for the mm-hmm. album and I didn't want it on there actually you know it's time for a change and uh, we had this clock in the, in the dining room, and it was a copper clock. Mm-hmm. So it was perfect, really, because it was a copper clock, and it, which tied in with the family um, down in Cornwall. And uh, that was it. So we, we had uh, echoes of our times on it, all set to go. And it got, it got fantastic reviews in, in the, the blues magazines and stuff like that. And it was, it was really, really... In, incredible uh, what happened with it what, what, what is amazing I think about the record is when you when you haven't listened to the music of Shaking Stevens for a couple of years and then you realize that's a record from 2016 mm. your voice sounds amazingly fresh mm. it's just like it hasn't changed a bit has it mm. well thank you for that I mean uh, voices do change over the years over the decades and uh, I, I think it was like a heartfelt one really and uh, I was singing about my ancestors you know and uh, I was really going for it and uh, I think when I re- you know when I record I, I don't know if every artist does that but you try and reach for the highest key you, you can go really yeah. uh, and if that don't work you just get a sharp stick <laughs> but <laughs> ooh, but uh, so to, to get the emotion there you know and the, mm. and the, the raspiness of the voice as well so no, I'm very pleased with the album. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I've moved on. I've definitely moved on. Uh, but I, you know, I, you can't leave the hits out. You've got to do the hits. You can't do them. I've been in a position where, you know, uh, I can't. Uh, I've done the days of doing all the hits and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's it's. I think with every, you, you've got to kind of move on. You know, with the, the way you look and uh, the white shoes, the denims, the pink jackets, and and, and indeed the way you present yourself on stage. You know, and of course, uh, uh, not as young as I was, and but uh, you know, uh, I present myself in another way. Yeah. You know, I don't jump around now and stuff like that. You know, I jump on stacks or I'm on the shoulders of the of the piano player and bumping <laughs> on the stage. We don't do that, though. <laughs> but uh, the band I've got is uh, a second to none, a fabulous. They've got two backing singers, BB singers, and uh, a set of drums, obviously, the bass player. And uh, we've got uh, slide guitars in there, steel guitars, harmonica, tenor sax, and, and trumpet. So it's a big band. It's a big band. It's yeah. a big band. About eight, or, I, I think it's about eight or nine people in it, and it's uh, it's a big sound. So <laughs> they really kick ass. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you had your seventeenth birthday this year. Yeah. Did that change a lot for you? Is it just a number? Not really. It's just a number, really. I mean, yeah. I, I I saw no difference when I was twenty, uh, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy. No, I didn't say you know. But uh, I mean, you you do. I mean, the thing is like. Uh, 
in your younger days, you're anticipating things that you probably should have. Um, and as time goes on, you think, well, uh, I shouldn't be smoking now, really, you know, or <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't be drinking or drinking so much. <laughs> Uh, so uh, you you think you you kind of if you have a bit of a scare you think well whoops you know you got to hold up here you know because we, we we really went for it <laughs> you know uh, in the very very early days you know where, where there was a, a bunch of us different musicians we used to travel around in the van we couldn't afford B and B and Bs and hotels and things like that so we used to do a gig. In the circuit where John Peel used to go around and see bands, because he was very much into music and seeing uh, groups and bands for the first time, and he used to come around and uh, see a couple of our gigs. And uh, so we 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 do the gig and uh, we just go in the van and just sleep on the get some fish and chips, sleep on the floor, and then wake up in the morning and think, ugh, <laughs> and then go to. Think, oh, I've got to go to the gig now. So now I'm at B and B, a hotel. I think like, we go to the next public convenience, uh, uh, wash down, and have a shave, and and, and on to the next next gig. <laughs> Did the success that you had when the whole thing took off, with Marie Marie and all the singers that came? Did the success surprise you? Not quality wise, but just. Mm. Times back then in the early 80s, there was something else was in fashion, I guess. It was, yeah, I think what it was, there was a recession really in, in, in uh, other countries, I think. And yeah. uh, in the UK, I think it was, uh, well, it was a kind of a recession in the UK. But I think, I think I came just after the, uh, the punk, I think. Or was yeah. the punk the same time? I'm not sure. But uh, I think when I come along, it kind of lifted the people. You know, because it was like, you know, it was up and uh, it was danceable and uh, it was jolly and stuff like that. And in those days in the UK, there wasn't many TVs around. You the Saturday morning TV shows, which were for kids to watch. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was it. So the, the bands at the time, like your, um, I don't know, your culture club and things like that they used to do these because there was nothing else around yeah. apart from top of the pops yeah which was on a thursday and uh the uh, uh, boy george he uh he tells the story quite a lot he said you know how i got on top of the pops he said because shaking stevens was ill and he said that's how i got on i said he's i can't thank him enough <laughs> i didn't want to be ill by the way <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as of those days uh, uh were i think It's interesting when I do when I do the gigs in the UK, for instance, and and now I've been doing it on a regular basis, kind of. Um, it's interesting to talk to people because I talk to a few, whether well, it's the words fans, I don't know, why, but uh, yeah. come back and, and and talk, and they said, you know what? He said, I, he said, I, because uh, those Saturday morning shows, those TV shows, uh, kids used to watch it, watch it, so. The parents then would take because the they, they got off with the music because they could relate to the music yeah. of the era I was doing practically. So they would take their kids to the to the, the concerts, and uh, so they were introducing their sons and uh, daughters to my music, and uh, so much so that uh, well, I did this. Uh, I have a few people backstage to say hello to. And one of these guys said, do you know what? He said, I used to watch these Saturday, Saturday morning shows and it was my dad and my mother and my parents that brought me 
He said, they really wanted to see you. He said, but they, they tagged us along. He said, but we loved it. And he said, here I am, 46. And he said, I'm still coming to see you. He said, it's fantastic. Because it was, that, it was that kind of era, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They could exactly. relate, they could relate yeah, to it. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to a guy uh, uh, doing an interview back, in, uh, uh, back home, and uh, he said, my, my first record, he said, uh, and I didn't have a clue, you know, like you just told me, right? <laughs> but I didn't have a clue. He said, he said you know what, he said, I, I, when I was growing up, he said, I was a big fan of yours. I said, oh, really? I said, uh, he said, I, my, my favorite, he said, I, I bought Old Julie. He said, uh, I got Old Julie. He said, I, I love that record. And I said, oh, really? I said, fantastic. And uh, I said, uh, then he said about his albums that he had. And then he mentioned, uh, I said, what's your favorite album then? And he said, uh, give me a heart tonight. Because on the album, I've got this tuxedo on there. Yeah. If you look at the album, you think, well, what, what is that all this again? Is it old ballads or what it is? But it's, not, it's far from the truth, you see. Yeah. And being, you know... Uh, not really thinking artistically then like I do now. When you think about it, I'm wearing a dickie bow and a tuxedo. So the, I could have called it Don't Judge the, This Album by Its Cover. It would be perfect, <laughs> wouldn't it? I said, what, What's your favourite track on it? He said, uh, Tommy Two Faced. Okay. And I said, oh, Good choice. <laughs> yeah, but there's one thing that strikes me all during the years and all during the decades, from the moment you were like, really, really successful in the 80s. It always seemed to me that until up until now, you were sort of a lone wolf. You know, there has never been, except for the one with Bonnie Tyler or whatever you had back then, this, this, yeah. the song you had. Nothing, you know, there was no collaboration, it seemed like. It was always just you, but nobody seemed to have invited you to do something. Or Am I getting in the wrong picture? Is this... Is this yeah. What do you mean, to do events and things like that? To do music together, too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that is. I mean, the, the duet I did with uh, Bonnie Tyler, uh, that I was working with Christopher Neal at the time, mm -hmm. and we were doing an album called The Bot Bone Stop, uh, mm -hmm. or that's what we named it after. And we had eleven tracks, and uh, it was Christopher Neal, and he said, uh, "We'll try and make it a, a twelve-track album because that, that's what they did in those days." Yeah, and. Uh, so he, he was rattling all songs, and, uh, and I rattled off a few, and uh, we both came off with, with, I said, a rocking good way is a good one. He said, I recorded that, he said, a couple of years back, he said, and uh, I was never happy with it. So he said, let's do that one. So uh, he said, oh, well, well you've got to have somebody to sing the other part. And I said, uh, well, Bonnie Tyler's on the same um, label. I think I was on CBS, she was on... I was on air because she was on CBS. Mm -hmm. So um, I said, but it's up to you to ring or, you know, or make contact. So he made contact. She said, yeah, I'd love to do it. So that's how that came about, rocking good way. Let me, let me ask you this another way around. Do you, do you feel that you haven't got the appreciation you should have deserved now or all during those years? Oh, I think, uh, I think uh, uh, you're not the first one to say that, really. Oh. You're not the first one. So, uh, uh, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's a, a lot to say in that. But I think, uh, I think it, you know, it, it sometimes with artists, it takes a time to, for that to kick in. And yeah. I, think, I think it will kick in, you know. I think, it'll, I think this, uh, with the Echoes track, I think that will... Mm. That certainly... Uh, I've, I've done a lot of good work because... Uh, You know, I'm, I'm hitting the blues magazines now and blues matters and things like that and five-star reviews and that. And uh, people are beginning to sit up and think, well, hey, this is, uh, this is good stuff, you know. So, uh, you know, so we, we kind of do, when we do the hits also as well, we do them in a slightly different way. We do them more hard, you know, slide guitar on turning away and stuff like that. 
you've got to kind of you've got to move on, you know. You know, and when I do my presentation now, I mean, I, I can jump around like I, I used to do. I mean, in the very early days, I used to jump around like a bad bun, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you you present yourself in a different way, and it seems to work really. I think the record's two years old. Is there going to be new music soon? Oh yes, we've started already on an album. Yeah, we started on on, on an album already, as I say. So and there's tracks that we've recorded uh, a couple of years back. So we'll be looking at them, see, see if they're seeing, uh, listening, if that is as good as it was, or is it when we came back to, or is it a little tweak here or whatever. So uh, oh no, we've got that sus. Yeah, definitely going to do that. It was very unusual for me not to be on the front cover, and I think I've done with that now. I think it's gonna, I'm not going to be on front covers no more. Now I think that's it. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. About we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're quite right. Actually, you, you know, you, you, you can't say uh, that's going to happen for definite because you never know, do you? You know, uh, you're never too old to rock and roll, so keep going. You're never too old to sing the blues. You know. <laughs> Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rockin' podcasts.